0: Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos comic book club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I review a comic book, new or old, from my collection. On the factors of the cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of 1 to 5. And then I tell you to get it or shred it. For the free version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. This week I'm reading Stranger Things and Dungeons & Dragons number 1 published by Dark Horse Comics and IDW in 2020. So, first off, a little background information as usual. This is one of the many Stranger Things comic books that have debuted since the Stranger Things Netflix show debuted. IDW has a partnership with Wizards of the Coast, who is the current owner of Dungeons and Dragons as well as Magic the Gathering, and Dark Horse is publishing Stranger Things comics, so it's a match made in heaven. Everyone knows what the series is about. It takes place in the 80s. There's Four Friends. There's The Upside Down. There's Eleven. There's a whole world of three seasons of characters that is a pastiche of 80s tropes, and everyone loves it. Full disclosure, I loved season one. Season two, I liked it less. And season three, I watched two episodes and gave up on it. So this just goes to show you that my adage is I prefer the comics versus the movies or the TV shows. Because when you read a comic book, you become part of the series. Where you watch a movie or watch a series, you're just very passive about it. Obviously, you do you. You enjoy what you enjoy. But comics is where it's at. So read the comics, watch the movie, watch the comics, watch the series. But it's always about the comics for me. Right cover art. So first of all, I've got Variant Cover A by Anna Dittman. I love this cover, and all four issues of this series have this treatment, where it's the character from the show, and it's also their Dungeons & Dragons character, in this great painterly, realistic style. I just love these covers. I'm getting all of those variants. And a lot of the other covers also look really nice. They have some cool throwback styles, because again, Stranger Things is all about pastiche, and a mishmash of false memories of what the 80s were. So this covers a 5 out of 5. I love it. I love the photorealism of the characters. The very first issue has Will the Wise, aka Will Byers, and I like their the juxtaposition of the character plus their Dungeons and Dragons character. Interior art is not in that same vein. It is by Diego Galindo as the line art and colors by Niseayik lettered by Nate Picos. So the interior art is is good. It I think the caricatures of the characters are 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 good. They they look like the the characters from the show and the environments look good. There's a great scene in the in the woods when the bullies show up and the colors through the trees look nice and It's on a technical level, the art is good, I just, I'm I'm not loving it. it. I'll give it a four out of five. It's realistic, with some aspects of cartooniness, panel layout works fine, there's nothing that is amazingly over the top that really makes the comic book medium shine. There's superimposition of panels, and there's the succession of time given within these panels, and close-ups and medium shots, there's enough space for dialogue balloons and such. A couple vertical panels here and there. It's fine. It's it's serviceable, obviously. It's a million times better than what I could do, but I guess it's a 4 out of 5, the interior art. Written by Jody Hauser and Jim Zub. Jody Hauser has worked on a lot of the Stranger Things comics for Dark Horse. And we've also got Jim Zub working on this one. I believe he worked on uh, like a, the Samurai Jack series um, recently. Not really recently, in the last five years, but, you know, what is time? So um, the story's cool. It's a, it's a prequel to season one. At this point, they haven't met Dustin yet. It's the three main characters, Will, Mike, and Lucas and they get introduced to this brand new cool game called Dungeons and Dragons by uh, one of the nerdy instructors. Or what is he, a bookstore owner or whatever he is? So they start playing Dungeons and Dragons. They've got the bullies to deal with that we see in the series. And then at a certain point they they meet Dustin because he overhears them talking about um, that a role is not impossible, just improbable, and they become fast friends. So what's interesting also about the story is the characters are talking to each other, but there's also a narrator. There's no narrator in the series, of course. But there is a narrator in the comic book. So that's kind of interesting. It just gives you a different perspective. I'm not sure how I fully feel about that. There was no narrator in the TV show. But there is one here that sort of pops in here here and there. Even though I don't think it needs it. Do we need this over-exposition? Um, although some of the... Some of the exposition that we get is nice about, as the friends learn this new game, their their bond, of the friendship becomes stronger. And what they learn in the game, they can apply to the real world. That's kind of interesting. So, I like that it's a prequel. I like this where we meet Dustin. He becomes part of the team. This is all completely before the original series. So, it also doesn't feel like it has any of the supernatural aspect yet of what the series has. It's completely a real world adventure. So how would you like that as a fan of the show? Because the show mixes 80s tropes, horror movies, Goonies-style action, that sort of thing, with relatable kids that curse. Um, But the supernatural, I think, is the biggest aspect of what makes Stranger Things click with audiences. And there's no—in issue number one, at least, there's no supernatural aspect. Possibly in the next issues there will be, but in the beginning here there isn't. So I'll give that a 4 out of 5 so far for the plot. The enjoyability, I enjoyed it. It was pretty cool overall to see this origin story, to mix um, the art of the characters of the real world with their Dungeons & Dragons sort of counterpart of things. They're battling a beholder at one point and such. Uh, Here's a fun thing. At a certain point, the friends are all together, and Lucas and Will have a comic book. In their possession now it's kind of odd that they both have the exact same comic book what would be realistic is that each one has a different issue but what's funny about what comic book they are holding it is an issue of dark horse presents and i had to look it up based on the tiny sketch that i see in the story it is actually dark horse presents number 20 the colors are a little bit off in what the original is but this was the second year anniversary a big 64 page giant of dark horse celebrating uh, two years of that series going on Dark Horse Presents was the uh, first series from Dark Horse. And as I said, Dark Horse is co-publishing this series. Now, unfortunately, there is a huge anachronism. This story is taking place in the continuity of 1981. That issue of Dark Horse Presents didn't debut until 1988, August. This is seven years wrong. Anyway, what's in the comic is is a flaming... Uh, carrot story, an early appearance of the mask. Paul Chadwick's concrete. Uh, so, Dark Horse Comics was Dark Horse Presents was a cool anthology series that gave a lot of starts to many independent comic book creators. So, I thought they did a little cool little nod right there. Although it is wrong, uh, Dark Horse Comics did not exist in the original timeline of 1981. Which, of course, we can forgive if we say that this is not the real world. This is a fantasy world. There might be anachronisms here and there. But I like to kind of see that behind-the-scenes stuff once in a while. So the enjoyability, I'll also give it a 4 out of 5. As I said, I enjoyed Season 1 of Stranger Things a lot, Season 2 a little less, and Season 3 I didn't finish watching. Um, Comic books, I often enjoy them a little bit more than the movies or shows because, again, you can be a part of the series rather than being passive about it. You fill in the details of the story in your own mind you put yourself into the story as you read a comic book, whereas other sorts of media, you just consume it, you sit back, yes, it makes you think and feel and such, but here you really become a part of it in your mind. So it is an enjoyable book if you like Stranger Things, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, and you like 80s movie pastiches, And that was this week's review. What did you think? Are you a Stranger Things fan? What's the name of a Stranger Things fan anyway? Various fandoms have their own names, right? Are you a Trekker? Are you a Stranger Thingian? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the special name is for fans of Stranger Things. Are you a d and Dite? Yeah, I, I don't know what the names are. Anyway, if you enjoyed this review, tell me all about it in the comments. Or if you didn't, tell me what you didn't enjoy. Have you read this comic yourself? Have you read any other of the Dark Horse Stranger Things? comics? Tell me about it in the comments. Or head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash to access exclusive stuff, such as contests, giveaways, and reward tiers. Or simply follow for free on Patreon to be alerted to everything that I do. So this week, I read Stranger Things and Dungeons and Dragons, number one of four, published in 2020 by Dark Horse Comics and IDW. This has been the weekly VM Campos comic book club, and I'll see you next week.